This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey. We're here. We're back. It's a weekly it's been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. My fault. Man. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, though, guys. I lost my voice last week, and I was trying to get better to be able to do a podcast, and I couldn't. Just my voice just gave out on me. I'm still a little raspy now, so I do apologize for it. I don't know what the hell is going on. Maybe from too much screaming from, I don't know, from it's a party. Fourth oh, yeah, of July. Super, yeah. yeah, yeah, super, super. I didn't party much. Funny thing about radio, you could do radio on a broken leg, on a torn ACL, but you can't do it with a raspy voice. Yeah, like you this. can't. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, you could be concussed. You could be. Yeah, I don't know how good that yeah. radio would be, though, but <laughs> you could do it concussed. You could have all sorts of injuries in the book, but a, a little uh, to your voice. And you're screwed. You can't okay. do radio. You're out. You're out for the basically out, out for the season. That's true. That's true. Uh, guys, before we even get started, we're gonna have um, Chris Whittingham from the Five Reasons Sports uh, Podcast, Five Reasons Sports Network. He's also the host of the uh, Pitch Invasion. We're gonna have him on. We'll talk a little bit of World Cup. We'll we'll kind of circle around World Cup and uh, stuff that's going on here in Miami with uh, with Beckham and, and Jorge Mas oh. and a whole nine. So we'll we'll have some questions from. We're actually gonna get him on the call now. Um, and 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 bring them on. You got the. You, you want me to? Uh, where's your phone, Robbie? It's right there. Well, it's charging. It's oh, got to okay. be charging. I got like, almost no battery. That's the only port in yeah. the room. Go ahead, Robbie. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> so, it's and it's funny because wow, we got ten percent. You're killing me, man. I'm pretty sure I have that fellow's that that fellow's number. Here, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, okay, but still, what the thing is, I need to I need to hook you up to like I need to hook you up here to like the um, the USB or something, man. USB. Yeah, the USB charger down here, so so we don't we don't get lost. Well, that's all right. Just yeah, go this, ahead. this has this has good amount of reach. All right, all right. Where, where are we here in the iPod? Let's put them on Q first. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. We, we had a situation with Brett Romberg. We did. Her, huh? we did. We did. You're right. Sorry, so let's put them. On Anyways, Q. we'll we'll actually so after that we'll talk a little bit about the MLB All Star Game, little home run derby as well, and uh, we'll get into some big news that just broke recently with uh, Carmelo being traded. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the future of Carmelo Anthony, the Miami Heat, and a couple other things. Next next week we're gonna get it on and popping. So we'll see. Of course, he took it off. I thought he was going to get Chris on. Well, I figured we should probably prep him before he comes on instead of, you know, like, so instead of him bringing him on the air, surprising him being on the air. I mean, I could. If you want me to, we could do it this way. Well, it's up to you. Whatever you want, man. All right, we'll do it that way. Did it even... All right, he's not answering. He'll call you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to go to break really quick. So when we get back, we'll have Chris Whittingham on. That's probably a good idea. Right? What do you think? That's not, that's not you know, throw anybody under the bus. Good idea. Let's do that. Or catch someone with their pants down. We are back here on the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm actually joined now by Chris Whittingham from the Five Reasons Sports Network, and he is also the host of Pitch Invasion. How's it going on, on, on the Five Reasons Sports Network? Am I, did I get that right, Chris? 
Yes, you did. It's a mouthful, but I, I appreciate you uh, getting all the plugs in. <laughs> I try, man. I try. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I uh, want to want obviously. I want to circle back around to the World Cup a little bit, just real quick, and talk a little bit about uh, what's going on down here in Miami as well with uh, Jorge Mas and David Beckham and the whole the whole stadium situation, and um, obviously how it's it's finally going to get into uh, into the ballot in November. So uh, I know a lot of people are excited. I'm sure you're pretty excited about that. I'm actually here with Rob. Bobby Campbell as well, so uh, he'll be asking you some questions as well. Uh, but first off, uh, talk to me a little bit about about the uh, the World Cup, what what you thought about it. So my take is France and Croatia. I mean, I, I liked Croatia, I really did. I, I I actually grew to like them as as the the, the tournament went on. Uh, France was young, they're talented, uh, but I'm I'm a soccer novice. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna BS you. Uh, so I, I want to get your take on that final game and going forward for for the next four years, is France the you know the favorite in the, in the next four years and and so on? Uh, it, it's interesting because you mentioned the youth in their team. It's surprising how quickly they got here, but it's just uh, the, the country is such a talent factory. Like you wouldn't be surprised if half the players that won the World Cup this go around weren't there four years from now because. They just are, are, are just a, a factory line, an assembly line of incredibly talented players. And so you'd imagine that – I actually – to me, and, and this is something that I've actually, you know, been, been criticized once by friends when we're talking soccer. Like, I think they have a lot more, like a lot more potential that they can reach than winning the World Cup, which is kind of incredible when you think about it because they did so by playing a bit more pragmatic, a bit more defensive. And if they wanted to go for it and, and attack and be creative, like – I think they'd be an incredible attacking side, and have, they have incredible attacking players. But I think absolutely you'd have to say that going forward, they're the team right now that looks in the best position of the big teams. A lot of them underwhelmed. Brazil went out in the group. Italy and Holland didn't even get there. Brazil kind of you know got to a quarterfinal and were decent, but never looked like reaching their potential. So as Spain went out in the round of 16 to Russia. Like the big traditional teams that are always going to be producing the best players don't feel like they're in a good place right now. So, of course, France are in as good a position as anybody to, to carry on and having success on the international stage. Hey, Chris, this is Robbie. Chris, this is Robbie. I have a question that might just be a little bit out of ignorance. We want to talk about England. <laughs> I want to talk about England. They finished in third place. They haven't won a World Cup since 1966 when England hosted the World Cup. Everyone talked about bringing, the, bringing it home. Now, if you're England, what prevents them from – they compete as the United Kingdom and the Olympics and just about every other sport – if they were to compete as the United Kingdom in the World Cup, they would have players like Gareth Bale, who plays on Wales and is not in the World Cup. So why does England compete as England, and why don't they try to compete as the United Kingdom in these World Cups? Is, are they not allowed? Well, it, uh, it's, I, I, actually, I don't know the technicality on that portion of it. Um, I do know that, for the most part, these countries have their own football associations. And if you're, let's say, Ireland or Wales, so Wales could get, you know, back then they could have gotten Ryan Giggs in the team, who was an incredible player for Manchester United, and now you can get Gareth Bale, who you know plays plays for Real Madrid. But maybe the other 22 players in the team are English, so you don't really have a team representing Wales on a national stage. You know, Ireland and Northern Ireland and and Scotland too. Like these are countries that want to have their own ability to qualify for the for the World Cup, and now they have an increased potential to qualify for the European Championships after they expanded their field from 16 to 24. So uh, while I understand your point and, and it, it works for the Olympics, I don't think this is something that's coming to world football. I, the, the one thing, though, that 
is interesting is that England hasn't really been able to produce a national team that competes at the highest level for a really long time. This is their third semifinal in the last kind of 30 years, and they've missed three World Cups. Talk about the United States missing the World Cup. England missed it in 74 and 78 and in 94 when it was played here in the United States. So they're a a team that should be doing a lot better in a country given their tradition having a, a domestic league that's followed around the world more than any other. They should be a lot better than they are, and yet here we are staring at them really having a great deal of progress by getting to the semifinal, not sort of it being disappointing. Like this was a, a breakthrough World Cup for a team that should have a lot higher of expectations, but don't because of the disappointment that they've had over the years. So I don't think in World Cups or in European Championships you'll ever see a team United Kingdom like you do in the Olympics. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the United States because I actually wanted to kind of hit on that a little bit what's what's the um i guess what's the outlook for the united states now going going into 20 what is it 2022 2022 2026 i know that the actual field is expanding also correct? In 26 and 26 in 26 so what's the outlook yeah for the, yeah so yeah. so two, yeah so 2022 will stay as the 32 team world cup but it will be the one difference that'll be played in the winter because qatar is hosting it and you'd have players dying if you host the world cup <laughs> in the summer in qatar and then in 2026 it comes here you, I, I, along with Canada and Mexico, twenty games of an eighty-game World Cup with forty-eight teams. Gotcha. Okay, so that makes sense. So, uh, I guess talking specifically about the, the the men's national team now, the U.S. men's national team. What's the outlook for them? You know, I, I know there's some some pretty decent players coming up, like the Christian Pulisic uh, and some other guys. What, what's the outlook for them coming into 2022 and and even before that? I mean, these next four years are tough. I I don't even know who their who their uh, head coach is, who the coach is for for the men's national team, or if there even is one right now. Well, it's funny that you say that because I don't know who the coach is either. They were actually (laughs) – so they had a presidential election for their federation early in the year. They spent most of the year trying to get the World Cup in 2026, and they were waiting for after the World Cup when some international coaches would be available to go and find their new head coach. So their their first step they actually accomplished, and it's gonna it's the the process is gonna start soon. They got a general manager in, so they're gonna they're like kind of brought in uh, a level between the president and the coach. So they have a, a new position called the general manager. They hired a, a guy named Ernie Stewart, who used to play for the national team and was a front office executive for the MLS team in Philadelphia. And so he's gonna hire the national team coach. And in terms of the outlook, I actually think it's fairly positive. Uh, in terms of the young players that are coming through, the U.S. has done really well in the last kind of eight to ten years in youth World Cups. So they have un- an un- they have an under-17 World Cup and an under-20 World Cup. And we kind of had a lost generation, which is why we didn't qualify for this World Cup, because we didn't make the Olympics the last two years. We weren't really doing well at youth level, and those players who were playing in those youth teams never really developed into much. And that's why there was kind of this gap in the last couple of years between guys in their 30s and guys in their teens, there weren't really guys sort of peaking in their mid to late 20s for the national team. And right now, we have a bunch of kids coming through that are playing in Germany, that are playing here in Major League Soccer, that are really developing and look promising. So you saw a lot of them play. And actually, right before the World Cup, the United States played uh, France's send-off game. So you play uh, your last home game in your country before you go to the World Cup. The United States was meant to be kind of the cannon fodder for that game. France was meant to beat them 4-5-0 or five nil and go on to the World Cup as, as a sort of triumphant quest. 
and the United States actually took a 1-1 draw off of them and looked pretty good in that game with all these young players playing in that game. So I, I think they're actually in a pretty good position right now to carry on with the young players that they have. I think they're going to develop over these, like, these next two to three years. I don't think they have nearly the same problems in qualifying for the World Cup as they did this last go-around. And maybe this is a, the, the generation of players that's going to take that next step. Obviously, you're not going to be at France level where you have all these incredible world-class players, but you can have really good players that you know play regularly at European clubs and are sort of of a quality that can take you to a quarterfinal, a semifinal at a major tournament. Hey, Chris, I know I'm going to ask you. I'm about to ask you a question that's way deep into the future, talking about the 20, <laughs> 2026 World Cup. Typical Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my understanding is that the hosts automatically qualify, but because there's three hosts, are the United States, Mexico, and even Canada going to automatically qualify for the World Cup? And my second part is they're, at, they're going to 48 teams in the World Cup. The logic says they'll go to eight six-team groups, but apparently they're going to do 16 groups of three, which makes it awkward that last game. There may be some collusion. Uh, what do you make of the, those two changes? Yeah, so uh, so in terms of that last point, um, it, it is interesting to, to note that the simultaneous starts, which is the most fun part of the group stage, yeah, it is. is we saw this pass go around with Argentina playing Nigeria and needing to win on that final day, and you're following the other game just to see what's going on. We had a few of these simultaneous, the, the Germany-South Korea game where Mexico, either on Germany scoring or not scoring, is out of the World Cup. Some real great drama. You're absolutely right. It, it ruins really the, the drama of the group stage almost in its entirety because you're adding 16 more teams that, uh, you know, depending on where they come from, like, okay, if this go around, if it's Italy, the Netherlands, Ghana, and the United States, that's one thing, that's one really positive sign. But if it's a bunch of countries that, I mean, we already see, you know, we saw a few kind of passes of this World Cup, like Panama, that didn't really do very much in the tournament. So uh, I, I, I am concerned for quality for a number of reasons for a 48-team World Cup. And getting back to the first part of your question, I've forgotten the first part of your question, so can you repeat it, please? Yeah, sorry, that was my fault. I, I tend to ask long-winded questions. That's <laughs> a paragraph <laughs> question. But no, I was asking, like, you know, it's, it's automatically assumed that the hosts qualify. Oh, yeah, for with, the, with the automatic qualification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember now. So uh, that, that matter has actually not yet been cleared up. Really? And there was actually a fair bit of buck passing that took place. So uh, after the bid, they asked the, the, the president of FIFA, Gianni Infantino, and he said the federation, being CONCACAF, will decide. And then when they asked uh, Carlos Cordero, the president of U.S. Soccer, they asked him, well, FIFA is going to decide. So we actually don't know yet. My guess is almost definitely the United States will qualify because they're hosting three-fourths of the tournament. And so they're really the driving force behind most of this. So you'd have to think that they're at the very least going to be hosting. I don't know about Canada or Mexico, but uh, CONCACAF is actually one of the team, or one of the uh, confederations or areas of the world that stands most to benefit from an expanded World Cup. They're going from three, three automatic places and a playoff place to, I believe, five automatic places and a playoff place. So a lot more teams are going to qualify out of CONCACAF. So even if Canada had to qualify, I'd actually give them a decent chance to do so. Did Costa Rica, in the last stage of qualifying, take a dive to allow oh Panama to get God. into the World Cup and knock the U.S. out since Costa Rica was already in the World Cup? Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like the actual conspiracy is, did the referee have a conspiracy? Because I believe the goal that sent Panama to the World Cup was not actually a goal. It was either a header or a shot from right. Torres' That's center right. back. 
that didn't actually cross the line. And if there was goal line technology, it would not have given it would not have been given as a goal. And because we don't have that at all levels yet, it was given until the United States went out. But I don't feel like really the United States is anyone to blame but themselves. They took one I point agree. off Mexico. They lost twice to Costa Rica. They lost on the road in Trinidad and Tobago when all they needed was a draw. If they get a nil-nil draw, they go to the World Cup as automatic qualifiers. So I don't think you can have any complaints about any other things that happened other than your complete and utter failure to get the job done. I believe they only took one point, two points, I'm sorry, on the road out of 15 available. Uh, they drew wow. uh, against Panama. They drew against Panama away from home, and I believe they drew against uh, Honduras away from home, if I remember that. It, it might have been three. But, yeah, like, it, it was it, it was a pathetic qualifying campaign. Like, from start to finish, they had a couple of nice moments. They beat the hell out of Honduras at home. They beat the hell out of Panama at home. But other than that, it was a thoroughly unimpressive qualifying campaign, and they didn't deserve to go. All right, so sh- now shifting to the local front, right? We've gotten over one, sure. one obstacle, right? The voting went through, uh, apparently – they're going to be able to be on the ballot now for this uh, major league soccer team that is uh, going to come. It's a uh, part of uh, the uh, David Beckham and Jorge yeah. Mas group. They want to put it on um, Mel Reese. So, yeah, they want to put it in Mel Reese. I know there's an issue with, with the soil there, with the grounds in Mel Reese. Give me a little background on that, if you can. And obviously, you know, they crossed the hurdle with the ballot. So now when it comes to the voting in November, how does this, uh, I guess the voting is only for the city of Miami uh, residents. Is that how it is? Correct, yeah. So this is a city of Miami measure, so it will only be the residents of the city of Miami that will get to vote on this in November uh, during the midterm elections. So uh, basically what they are voting, and they're not actually even voting really for the stadium. Like It's not like the vote will happen on November whenever, and the next day a shovel will be on the ground. <laughs> so they're basically voting for the ability of the city to continue negotiations on a no-bid deal. That's really the element of this, is that this stadium is not going to be, that land is Jesus. not going to be up for bid for whichever development. So uh, they're going to get, the if, if, it, if it passes, then they go to the city of Miami and continue negotiations, and then whatever lease agreement they come up with, and obviously all the zoning and all that stuff, has to pass the commission by a four-fifths vote, by a supermajority of the commission. Yesterday's vote only passed by three votes to two. So they have to flip one of the two commissioners in order for the stadium deal to go through. Uh, in terms of the other question you asked about the environmental remediation, that obviously is a big deal. Uh, for those of you that don't know, basically what happened was is there was a uh, garbage incinerator that they would take the ash and basically dump it in the ground, and that has been sitting there for you know decades. And the golf course was built on top of it, obviously with you know the environmental considerations in hand for basically not to there not, not for there to be a toxic level of exposure for golfers that use that golf course. So it's basically the golf course is built on top of poisonous trash. Let's be honest. And so if they're going to dig up the golf course and build it, they have to figure out a way to safely dispose of it. So Jorge Mas has said that they will not cost the city anything and that they're budgeting $35 million for all of that to be taken care of and that they're expecting, based off of their studies, that it shouldn't be much worse than that. But it was a major bone of contention that if it was much worse than that, that the city would not be responsible for a dollar of that remediation. Now, Moss has basically said if it gets much worse than $35 million, if it gets into $100 million, then it reaches the point where they might not, they might not even build there. 
uh, and they will know that information by the time it goes to the ballot in November. So uh, that that's kind of the deal with that. There's a lot of other sticking points, and I imagine it only gets more sort of uh, intense in negotiations as they get you know past the referendum into that city commission where they have to flip one of the commissioners. So there's a lot more negotiating that has to happen before this stadium deal actually gets approved. Now, one of the things that's worth, that's, that's worth noting is that Jorge Mons did tell the Miami Herald and a few others yesterday, I don't know if he said it in front of the commission, but he has said that he has a basically drop-dead deadline to have a shovel in the ground by October of next year. So he's got about 16 months to get the vote sorted out and everything sorted out with the commission so that they can begin construction. They want to begin playing in that stadium in 2021. They want to begin their uh, their sort of history as a club in 2020 with the MLS season, playing at a temporary venue, which they say will either be Marlins Park or Hard Rock Stadium. Nice. That's some good info there. Thanks. <laughs> it, yeah. it, was, it was an info dump. There is, there is, there's so much no. to unpack from that that no. well, I, I can only sort of basically be sort of a rat-a-tat-tat information. <laughs> well, well quite, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the MLS season parallel to the baseball season? So if they wanted to play at a Marlins Park, it would be way too complicated if they parallel at the same time. Yeah, I mean, there is still one team in MLS that plays in a baseball stadium. That's New York City FC. And you see them very often kind of doubling up on games when the Yankees are away. So if they're on like a 10-game road trip, you'll see them playing a Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday so they can squeeze in as many home games as possible while the Yankees are away. I've seen a couple of games on TV. I've not actually been in person to some uh, soccer games played at Marlins Park during the offseason. I'm generally not a fan of baseball stadiums. My personal preference is Hard Rock because not only is it obviously not used from March to really September, there's a couple of preseason games, but it's pretty easy to work around that. But my preference is that because I actually think it looks more like a soccer venue than a football venue because of the way that they built the roof. And I just think it's a really cool-looking venue for soccer. We saw it last year for El Clasico Miami that happened here. There's going to be some more International Champions Cup games, some international games. Like I think this is it's a World Cup-quality venue I think it'll be part of the World Cup hosting in 2026. That hasn't been decided yet, but to me it's a World Cup quality venue, and if you get 25,000 people filling out the lower bowl, I think that's enough to create atmosphere and make it fun. So I, I, I would be down for, for that. The only hurdles for that would be the Miami Open tennis tournament uh, that, that's going to begin play play there next year, and then uh, obviously the football season once you get into August and September the MLS regular season ends in October. If you start hitting playoff dates there too, then that can get complicated. So uh, I, I would imagine that both will come with some logistical situations, but I think Hard Rock would be the, 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 the far more preferable in my opinion. A lot of things still need to happen before we get that going, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more right. news coming out within the next couple of months, even before the November uh, the November ballot. So, uh, Chris, I want to thank you for coming on. Tell us, uh, tell the um, listeners where they can actually find your the uh, the podcast. Yeah, so if you want to check out the Five Reasons Sports Podcast or Pitch Invasion, which is uh, the soccer podcast in the network. You can check it out uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, wherever it is. You get your podcast. We were uh, on Pitch Invasion. We were going kind of every other day during the World Cup, but we're going to kind of slow down and maybe go once or twice a week talking a lot of local soccer now that this is really ramping up and then uh, talking some international stuff, the club game and all that. So uh, that's the soccer podcast, Five Reasons Sports, going three times a week on Miami sports and other topics. So check it all out wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it is. 
is the app of your choice. It's all there. I also believe uh, Five Reasons is also on Spotify if you want to check that oh, out. Well. Yeah, it is. So, it is. You're uh, right. Check out the podcast. Awesome. Chris Woodingham, thank you very much. I appreciate it again. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, no worries at all. All right. Wow, that was a lot. A lot. Of, that was a lot of information. Chris, I mean, Chris is a man, though, man. That was that was yeah. a lot. Of, I mean, I'm I'm well more informed than I was before. Like, I thought for sure Canada and Mexico would be qualifying, but apparently that's interesting. That's that, not. That's that not was a confirmed. great question, though, because you know, I, I was thinking the same thing. I said, okay, so it's now it's, it's so it's three countries now that are hosting this event. Do they all automatically qualify? And it's it's funny that you mentioned that, but at the same time, he kind of answered it a little bit where, you know, we're, we are hosting three quarters of that event. So automatically, I mean, you got to you got to put, put the U.S. in now where it, maybe the U.S., maybe Canada and Mexico should just go at it to see who qualifies. I mean, that'd be awkward for right? Canada to host the World Cup and this game's being played in there that they got no say. I mean, the it, it is or Mexico. Vice I mean, versa, the, the, la- the last joint bid was Korea, Japan. Obviously, they both qualified. That's only two. This is three. But I thought but the expansion is not as much of a percentage like you know because if you're, if you're a, a fringe world cup team and you're knocked out because canada automatically qualified i think you'd be pretty pissed off well i agree i agree but since there's that's, four, that's the problem that if it was a 32 team format and three out of 32 teams are automatically qualified that means there's only 29 spots i could see where that would be a problem but now the fact that it's going to 48 it, it overcompensates for that I, I think canada should probably be allowed to automatically qualify as well as mexico want to talk a little baseball yeah, why not? All right, cool. When we come back from break. Oh, we're going to talk about your J.D. Martinez. Nah, nah. Rookie bats. Nah, nah. Although he did get a hit, a base hit in the in the first inning. So that's because the Red Sox are the best. We'll be right back. He shook out. All right, we're back. Hello, everybody. That was a quickie. Yeah, that was a quickie. I mean, we like it like that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. right? In and out. You know. yeah, in and out. <laughs> Boom. Thank God that Mike Lowell is far from me right now, man. Don't oh touch Mike God. Lowell, dude. I don't want to see you Why do you? I, I didn't even notice him. Now, now I know that he's there. Speaking of Mike Lowell, speaking of baseball. Uh, former Red Sox World Series MVP, bro. Oh. Is that what you're going to say? No, I wasn't, but I, I like that you're thinking that way. Actually, that's, that's a New York I'm conditioning your mind, Robbie. I'm conditioning your mind. Sooner or later, you're going to be wearing a Red Sox. Cap, all right. You're gonna be no, you're sporting God. a big poppy jersey. Be parking the car. Yeah, you gotta be parking the car in the park and have a yard. Walking the dog. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, all star game. You know, first of all, before the all star game, the home run derby was actually a lot of fun to watch. You know, I, it, it was very, I guess, anticlimactic with the with with the guys that were. It, it, it didn't have right? the stars. It didn't have the stars. Year. It had Bryce Harper and the field. That's it, right? Uh, and to be quite honest with you, it kind of lived up to 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 a really good home run derby. I was kind of jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Were to you? Because last year we had the home run derby and we had two cracks. We had Stan and we had Boar. We had Boar and Boar put on a show. Put on a show. We had bad right. luck, but he had bad luck. He drew Judge in that first round. He would have beaten everybody else by a mile. Isn't that crazy? And so. We had two cracks of getting the hometown guy winning the home run derby. And then in Washington, and then the Nationals had, you know, Bryce Harper do his thing in front of his home crown. I wish that could have happened last year. I was a little bitter. But, but I mean, it was also good. It was, pro- it was, uh, it was entertaining, Don't, I mean, nonetheless. Here's, here's the thing, though. I, I really think, though, either way, that um, the, the reigning champion should have to defend his crown the next year. Well, I'm sure he, he was. He was. I'm sure he was invited, but he just didn't want to do well, it. Right, right. And he was no. But I'm saying that they should. Yeah, have you should always defend. Defend. You got to beat me, and then okay, you beat me, I'm done. 
But, right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, everybody else, that's fine. I get it. I get people don't want to screw up their swing. Although it, this whole thing about screwing up your swing. It's everyone's scared of Bobby Abreu. Yeah. But here's the problem, though. Now, apparently, from what I understand, they're teaching this whole, uh, what is it called? Um, launch angle. Launch angle now. Okay. All right, so if, if if they're teaching this launch angle now and, and all this stuff about hitting... Stack cast. Who cares? Go. Swing with your launch angle. Although I will say, you know who doesn't have a launch angle? Stays right through the zone the whole entire time. Beautiful swing. Mookie, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. What an incredible swing that guy. Yo, the Crisale, bro. Why am I saying New Yorker? Yeah, the Crisale. <laughs> now, the All-Star game. The All-Star game was actually pretty damn good. Well, after the seventh inning, they just went off, right? I mean, it was what? How many? Joey Votto, can you catch a foul ball? Did he drop it? I, I, you know, I you know, Segura hit. You know, Segura hit that three-run home run. Right. Where right after he hit a foul ball, and Joey Votto was there to catch it, and he drops it. And he dropped it. And the next pitch was a three-run home run. And that put the game over. Oh, well. And the game, they don't have all those runs in the extra innings. There is no bottom of the ninth two-run home run. I thought by it was exciting, though. I thought it was exciting. I think that was great. I it think was exciting, but I did have the, the under in that game. You did? Oh, had the Joey Votto. I did think the American League, uh, I, I did think the National League was going to take it. Although the lineup. Two in the eighth I inning. Know, although the lineup for the, um, the lineup for the AL was obviously a lot stronger, but I just had this feeling about the NL going off and winning. Let me, so. let me you know what? I'm glad you brought the bridge in lineups because I've always made the argument that it's better I haven't. No, I'm not gonna. I haven't always made this argument. This actually just came up pretty recently, and over the course of All Star, you would. I think you would rather be a reserve than start in the All Star game. Here's yeah, sure, why. Absolutely. As the game is being decided, you're out there getting at bats. Like everyone, we were all raving about JT Romuto not being starting in the All Star game. He actually had a really important at bat. He walked. He's, I mean, yeah, right? I, I'd much rather bat in the ninth inning with the game on the line than than get my first couple of bats Didn't and then have to sit. He walked twice. He walked twice. The game, right? Yeah, he did. Is he? He got a second. And you hear? You know what happens though? Half the time is a lot of the really good players that probably should have been starters, but because the fans are voting for their favorite guy. The favorite guy starts as opposed to the. the and what's the, the Contreras the hit a home guy. run? He hit a home run. He hit a home run. Yeah, he did. He did. The kid can swing it. I like him. Mm. He can play. But a lot of times, some of your best hitters are actually on the bench, anyways. So yeah, your reserves. So so, so, so you know what? Here's a proposal. Because I, I I know everyone's thinking, why not? Wouldn't you rather see the, the starters be at bat in the ninth inning with the game on the line? Would you rather see you know Trout or? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Or Betts or, or Judge or who, who who's on the net? Uh, Goldschmidt. <laughs> Coach yeah, Smith. yeah, or or, or Javi. I mean, I don't know how to put Javi Baez in the same category as those guys. I know he's a great year I'll this tell you year. what, I, I'm not a big fan of Javi Baez. I just think his swing, he swings at everything. His swing is it's it's there's too much going on in his swing, and so he's very yeah he's being consistent now. He's driving. He's gonna run, drop off in the second half. But I feel like he's gonna drop off. His swing is so inconsistent. It's so it's very violent. It's a very violent swing. There's too many moving parts. That how can you be so consistent? With that swing, because it's not the same angle. Anytime he swings, he's all over the place. He swings at everything. Um, at least from what I saw last year and a couple of years before that, he couldn't hit a curveball very well. So I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a drop off with Javi Baez. Oh, and, and I really by, do. And by, by the way, um, excellent, excellent player. I like him. Yeah. He's a great player. But I, I see he's, that he's great at the that tag swing. He's great at tagging guys yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's really <laughs> the no look he's catch and tag awesome the guy is stealing second base. But but his swing is just it's just too many things going on in that swing, man. Too many things. Well, I should call my guy Frank the Tank. He used to do radio here. He's a big time Cubs fan. I'm sure you guys could duke it out. Oh, or Shrosh Treatment. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's get him in here right now. Let's get him on the phone. Oh. 
man. But, but Bryce Harper. Imagine Bryce Harper coming to bat in the ninth inning for the Nationals in Wash in in Nationals Park with a chance to you know ch- tie or win or what do. Tremenda croqueta. Yes. Tremenda croqueta, croqueta, because he's been he can't hit the well, side yeah, of a bar. I know right he's now. he's two fourteen. I know. Yeah, he, he can't he, hit water. He, he, he got embarrassed. If he fell off a boat, he couldn't hit water. He right got embarrassed by Severino. Like yeah, yeah, that's obviously bad. not. And homeland. then the next at bat, he struck out again. Yeah, I, I don't remember who struck him out, but yeah. So here's my proposal. I I know you know, you you I mean you you want to have the the guys everybody play. You want to have everybody get the same number of bats. I'm not saying have the starters play the whole game. I don't want that. I want them to see the reserves too. Ha- allow them to re-enter. Have maybe an alternate. Why not? Have tr- like, well, you, know, you ran out. They ran out of, of guys. Thank, thankfully, Scooter Jeanette. Um, he was he was he, he, was, he, was, wasn't, he wasn't gonna play. Yeah, was, and they said, "Oh, screw it, let's pinch it." And then he hit the bomb. <laughs> they had to, what was it? A two run. It was a two run drop to tie the game. Job. Have them alternate at bats. Have you know Trout bat in the first inning, and then whoever the backup outfielder would bat the next hit in his next time in the order. He that guy would bat, and then you bring in well, Trout just, again. The thing is, it's not that's not your your normal. Your normal routine as a baseball player. But it's the All Star game. So I, I, I you, know. You have, you, know. D, you have a D, you have a DH for, for in the National League park. I mean, you, it, the game doesn't count anymore. You, 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 you can get a little gimmicky, like you sure. do with the home run derby, adding the clock. Which, I, I like that they added the microphones that the guys can talk in the outfield. Uh, when they, I mean, I thought some of the interviews were a little awkward. Well, yeah, some were pretty bad. Like some. Charlie Blackman, like it was like I, he was not happy I about. I didn't hear that one. I saw the um, Matt Camp. I saw the Matt Camp one. I saw. I like, Matt, I like Lindor. The, the Mike Trout. Yeah, the Lindor one was really good. Mm-hmm. The Lindor one was really. Good. The Mike Trout one was was a little awkward because yeah. he kept moving around so much. He kept tapping his glove like this. He kept moving and kept moving. I'm like, dude, stay still. And Bryce Harper jinxing Degrom. He's talking about how great he is, and he gets up a home run. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so, yeah, like have have a way to alternate at bats. Have have them have him be able to re-enter one time. I like they do that in Little League. They, literally, they allow you to re-enter. I like that. Talking about All Star team now. Uh, one guy m- might have might have been playing for the other side had the trade gone gone through earlier, which was Manny Machado. Oh yeah, taking Manny selfies Machado, with Matt he knew. He he already knew. You have to know. That was what's funny about the Matt Cap right? interviews. Like, what do you think? Are you guys getting mad at me, Channel? I I got no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they both knew at that point. I think. I mean, it's just it, it almost hit a snag because it, right now, one of the prospects had like a blister. Yeah, he failed a, uh, or he was about to fail a physical or something. I don't know. Yeah, but they went through. It, it went through. through. So Manny Machado is now part of the of the L.A. Dodgers. Does that make them instantly the front runner in the, in the National? I'm League? not so sure. Would have given up that prospect for him for a guy you're gonna have for two months. I mean, they've made it this far. Without Manny Machado, they're in first right. place in their division. Without Manny Machado, why give up a guy? Unless they're planning on resigning Manny Machado, but I'd say that that he, and I can see that because I, I can see him staying in LA. Yeah, I can it. see it too. But although he's gonna have to play third base because I mean, you could Seager comes back. You could have signed him in the offseason anyway, but then again, you at, you at least bring him into your culture. Maybe he likes it. There. Does he want to? Does he want to go back to playing third base? Will he be okay with it? Once Seager comes when back, Seager comes back. And don't they have he's Justin Turner? shortstop. And don't they have Justin Turner too uh, at third Justin base? Turner's playing third base now, right? Yeah. So, so what do you do there? They might not bring him back just for that. Yeah. So to give up this this Diaz guy who I mean I just saw the futures game. He had two bombs in the futures. Wow. Game. Yeah. He's legit then, huh? What I, position does he play? I think he's an outfielder, but I'm just making I'm just guessing. Whatever. To be honest, we'll with take you. it. I know he's not a catcher. Another one. Another another trade that just went down recently also was Brad Hand, our, our old friend. Yeah, our, our old uh, Miami Marlins uh, pitcher. Yeah, they, well, they actually, a, Florida Marlins, right? Yeah, he was a Florida Marlins. Florida actually, you know what? He might have snuck in. He no, he was a no, Miami he Marlins. was a Miami Marlins. Yeah, he yep. was. You're right. You're right. Uh, but uh, yeah, Brad Hand. Uh, they gave up their top. They gave up their top. Their top player too, Francisco Mejia. Yeah, right? catcher. I guess they like Jan Gomes. I mean, he did make the All Star team, but they they better hope Jan Gomes he made the All Star team because nobody else. Yes, yeah, Salvador Perez was, ended uh, up he, starting. He was like, hitting 247 with 10 bombs. Could I? I don't even think his average was that high. 
I yeah. thought it was less than that. 247. Here's the thing. Here, you know what's funny? Well, Wilson Ramos got injured. That messed everything up. You know what's funny? Uh, 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 I want, okay. I don't want to throw him under the bus. So I'm not going to mention who it was. On the other year, they was talking about how a guy batting 280 with 10 home runs and 49 RBIs or 15 home runs and 49 RBIs, something like that, is not an all-star caliber player. An all-star caliber player. And I was just who's a, who's the man in question? Who's a player in question? No, no, no. I, I think they were just throwing out numbers, saying. But sometimes a position that they're lacking. Pos- the, the position lacking. But Mitch one, Moreland made or, it, or that it didn't make him. It, it didn't make him a legitimate base. Uh, he wasn't a All Star caliber player, or he wasn't a very good. He wasn't a very good Major League Baseball I, I, player. I, I think, and I'm sorry, dude. If you're hitting, he's a good player. He's a good player. Whoever's hitting 280 with 15 bombs and 49 RBIs at the break. It's a good a player. Very, very good. That's player. usually not an all-star, but I can understand. You know, a guy like if, if, if the position is lacking. It's usually depth. not an all-star. I mean, yeah, like an, an American League first baseman, like Mitch Moreland made the team. I right. mean, he's been and good. He two seventy-eight with eleven home runs. Yeah, he's not great, but like right. you know, I mean, he's having a good year. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But again, it's the lack of of, of talent, quote unquote talent. At the first base, at first base in the uh, in the American League, because in the National League you had Goldschmidt, you had uh, 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 Joey Votto. Joey Votto, you know, dropped I, the foul ball. Aguilar plays outfield, right? He's the first baseman. Aguilar's first, first okay, baseman. Aguilar, he's way too big to be so the outfielder. The guy's a monster. Yeah, the guy puts in the outfield. He looks like Albert Bell when he swings. Yeah, have you seen that? He's got a short, compact swing. But he hits the ball yeah, 900 I, feet. It's there, I think he, he, I saw him hit a home run. I don't know if it was in regular season or maybe in the derby. It looked like he, it was like a half swing. Yeah, it was that, just a half swing. And it went out. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible, the power. Yeah, but he was also taking that's, – that's another one. It was, I don't know what the hell he was doing at the home run derby. He was taking his sweet time completely. I don't know if you saw it. He yeah. was just taking his sweet time the whole time. And I'm like, dude, you're down, you're down to Reese Hoskins 17-9 to 9 with 30 seconds left. What are you doing taking your sweet time? And he couldn't get to the bonus. And I'm sorry, don't give me this excuse that that Bryce Harper cheated in the home run derby. I understand that stupid. It's a stupid I'm rule. Sure most of them it's were doing. It's a stupid it. rule, but you know what? You can't take that away from him. He hit what nine in a row? Yeah, nine or ten. In a row. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I can do it. The only concern right? with the rule is I think. Although I'm not so sure his dad couldn't hit more than him. Oh, was well, yeah. that kid? Or that guy? I'm starting to feel bad He's for probably his like dad. Forty years old because Bryce Harper's what? 25, 26? Yeah, 25, 26. Yeah, I think his he got dad's got to be 40, 42 years old, 43. Well, that means, that means he's a 16-year-old dad. Hey, you never I mean, know. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible. Guy's yoked. I, I'd say he's 50-plus. 50-plus? Oh, yoked to Test plus. that guy for PEDs. I want to Did you see him? Yeah. His arm's bigger than my head. Yeah, huge. You know, yeah, the guy's massive. jacked. The guy's jacked. He could have, and he also missed. Some, I felt bad because he missed a couple pitches in a row, and the, the crowd was starting. I know they were giving him grief for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. God, and then he's, he won anyway. So yeah, he did. So good for him. Good for him. Um, shifting gears. Let's get into the NBA. Whoa, what a, what a gear shift! Yeah, 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 yeah. I went, I went from third to fifth gear there. I yeah, there was, there was no transition. No, there was it no was transition. Just... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a very good stick shift driver, anyways, man. <laughs> so whatever, it worked out. I'm all right. Well, you could have said speaking. We were talking about Manny Machado and Brad Hand. Speaking, speaking of, of trades, tra- speaking of trades, boom. Speaking of trades, Kawhi Leonard, big trade. Carmelo Anthony. I, I guess the biggest trade is the, uh, the Kawhi Leonard to oh. Toronto for Demar Derozan, right? Yes, I'm glad you mentioned this trade. I had some thoughts on this trade. Thanks, thanks for thanks for saying that you're yeah, glad man. I mentioned it. You know? <laughs> it's what I try to do. And let me take hot s- takes here, baby. <laughs> Nice with the setting up of the alley, but I'm just there to no. Just We're gonna to change the name of the show to the hot take drop. Hot take drop. The hot take drop. I like that name was pretty good. You like it? It's pretty dope. Hey, maybe we will. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something about the Toronto Raptors. Kawhi Leonard is already. Ta- I mean, I know he's warming up to the idea of playing for the Spur- for the Raptors, 
But as soon as you trade him, he's already talking about sitting out the rest of the season. Like if you're the, I mean, wait, what do you mean? He, he's, like he doesn't want to play in Toronto. Right. That that that's right. sort of, yeah, the Spurs are sort of sticking it to him, and play, but. DeMar DeRozan, he wanted to be in Toronto. He signed. He could have gone to L.A. as a free agent, and he signed a big deal to stay in Toronto. Now, I don't feel too bad for DeMar DeRozan. He's still getting a lot of money regardless. But why would you trade the face of your franchise who wants to be there, who has years left in his contract, for a complete for a guy who has one year left in his contract and has shown that he's a, he's a mope, he's a malcontent, and when things don't go his way, he's not going to play basketball. And he's and he he may he may sit out the season. Now apparently he's warming up to the idea, but why like why would you do such a thing? And you're, you're going to have no credibility. Let's say the next they, they drafted Demar Derozan. They drafted him, they groomed him, and they made him into a thing, and they, they found a superstar. Now, was eh, a very good player, DeMar DeRozan. He scored 50 points a game, this, well, one of these games this year. And so, let's say that they, they go in the draft and they find another DeMar DeRozan, and the same thing goes along. And then when he's a free agent, they want to give him a big offer, and they want to, they promise him that he's going to be the face of the franchise in Toronto. You're going to have a statue. You're going to have his jersey number retired. And then he's going to be like, yo, well, just, just like DeMar DeRozan? And then he might he might he might bolt elsewhere because you know the Raptors right there they lost a lot of credibility in that trade and for for a mopey Kawhi Leonard I don't think it was worth it. Well, I I, th- I think they they think I think they think that uh, they're going to be able to pull off the whole uh, Paul, the, the Paul, Paul George, George thing. thing. Big, I don't see it. I know, I, I, that's what everybody does. That everyone thinks because because it happened with Paul George that's going to happen with anybody. Right. Paul George played basketball with the Indiana Pacers. Like, he, he was a – I mean, he may have not wanted to be in Indiana, but he was a professional. At least. He, he showed up to work every day and, you know, perform for the Pacers. Correct. Correct. This Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's, – he has not displayed professional behavior, especially with that organization and everything that they've done for, with him, winning a championship to him. The fact that he just flat out quit on the San Antonio Spurs, I think it shows a lack of professionalism. And I don't think they're going to be able to turn this guy – change this guy's mind. And you already had LeBron leaving. So – Right there, you should be a pretty good good crack to make the Eastern Conference Finals. That's been the old, that's the whole reason why Dwayne Casey got fired and all this is happening is because of LeBron James. And he's gone. So I mean, why not ride it out with this team and see if they can make a run at the finals and whatnot. And you'd have DeMar DeRozan for another couple of years. And you won't have to deal with the Kawhi Leonard drama. You won't have to deal with trying to appease him every single day. You already have a guy, a, a high-scoring caliber player. I just think it's a bad move for the Raptors. Well, they, I mean, they, again, they gave up They gave up DeMar DeRozan, who still has three years left on his contract. And the last one is a player for, option. For, yeah. for a guy who... Has one year left. Chances are he's not going to be there. So how good of a trade was it for Toronto, really? Like you said, it was probably not that smart of a move for him. Knowing that, chances are he's not going to be there next year. So now... I mean, maybe he does, but... Hey, yeah, it could happen. Happened. Toronto's a great city. Apparently, from what they say, it's a good basketball city, which I've never been there, so I don't know. But, you know, if it is and – well, here, here's the thing. He plays, right? Are they legitimate contenders to go to the finals now with, with Kawhi Leonard and, I, and, and, and a dumbed-down dumb Danny Green? I think. I mean, I think they you just forgot that they got that stud Danny Green over there. Yeah, right? just the Heat. He makes every him and Gary Neal. Yeah, ag- tag team. against the Heat, he's a superstar Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, never, not, him and Patty Mills, they never miss a three against the Heat. Ugh. But I, I, do, I think they'll probably they can make the finals. They can make the finals. I think the same. Their chances. Put it this way, their chances against the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals are just about the same, whether they had Kawhi or whether they had Demar Derozan. 
I, I, I honest, honestly think, and I think, and yeah, same same type of player. They both defend. Well, I mean, well, right? I mean, dude, dude, Kawhi Leonard's a better, is the best yeah, player he, in the league. Yeah, he is. He I, is. I agree. But no, on, look, on, if Kawhi Leonard shows up and plays basketball, he's a better player than Demar Derozan. But I'm not so sure if Kawhi Leonard's going to show up and play basketball. That, I yeah. mean, he, I mean, he's going to lose a lot of money if he doesn't. There's all sorts of rules. He has to report to camp and. And they could find him every day. He doesn't report to camp. But, you know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, I don't think you want to lose lose out on $20 million for no reason. Just stick it out that one year and tough it out. But but you never know. You, yeah. never, you never know. And so the, look, the, what he but, did, look what he did in San Antonio. He was basically being a pendejo. If, yes. Yeah. I mean, that is what it is. Uh, I guess only time will tell with him, honestly. I mean, that's all we can see. We can wait for See see what he's going to do. And even right. and even if Ka- Kawhi Leonard leaves, okay, you got you got rid of that huge contract with Demar Derozan. You got the cap space. You still have Kyle Lowry in the books. You still have Valanciunas on a huge contract. I think you still have Serge Ibaka on a huge contract. You're, you're not you're not really freed of cap space once Kawhi Leonard leaves, anyways. And so I just don't think. And look, I know the Raptors can offer him more money in free agency than anybody else, but Kawhi said no to the Supermax. He said no to the Supermax. Isn't that incredible? He was eligible for the Supermax in San Antonio, and he said no. And he's thinking about sitting out the season and eating $20 million. So I don't think the how much ever more the Raptors have to offer than any other team is going to make is going to sway Kawhi Leonard. We'll see. Anyways, and another trade. Uh, finally, we just heard that right before we came on, actually, pretty much, right? It was about half an hour before yeah. we came on. Carmelo Anthony finally gets traded from Oklahoma City to, the, to Atlanta for, uh, well, to Schrader. Atlanta for Schroeder, Schrader, whatever you call mm-hmm. him. First round, a first round pick, right? Twenty seven. Lottery protected. A lottery protected pick. And, uh, and, and now he's going to get waived. So now he has Muscala, I think Muscala was, goes to the 76ers. Right, so it was a three-team trade. And then right. the Sixers sent the... Our, our immortal enemy, Justin Anderson, who got in the fight with Dwayne Wade in that playoff game, he's going to the Hawks. He's going to the Hawks. Okay. So all that happened, and basically what's going to happen there is Atlanta's going to keep that first-round pick and wave Carmelo Anthony. And so no Carmelo Anthony. Now, does Atlanta eat the cap space that Carmelo ha- draw, builds? How does a buyout work? Because if, if they could just buy him out and get rid of get rid of have his contract, couldn't of Oklahoma City have so, done that? Well, the buy uh, I think the buyout basically says is they're going to eat a specific amount, but not everything. A certain amount. I'm sorry, not a specific, a certain amount, but not everything. Right? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't have Oklahoma? What, what City is he owed? What was he? Twenty seven million. Twenty seven. So let's say what's what's Atlanta going to eat? Let's say 10, they buy him 10, out fifteen. I think Carmelo. I mean, if Carmelo doesn't get paid, the rest. Uh, yeah, ten fifteen. Let's say 10, so. 10, let's say ten fifteen. That means wherever he goes, he's gonna want at least twelve million. No, we year, right? 12, nobody's gonna give twelve million. I don't. I wouldn't give him twelve. No, million. Gonna give I'm him. giving him the. Uh, I'm giving him the exception. Five five point three million. Right? Yeah, yeah you're gonna have to is? buy. So, and here's here's why. And and I, and I'm gonna throw this in there. I'm gonna throw this in there as my hot take for the night. All right, this is Jazz's hot take for the night. Here's why I think Miami's got a shot. Whether my whether the people of Miami want him or not, this is why I think Miami want, has a shot. Now, you've got Dwayne Wade talking all this stuff. stuff. Now he signed this uh this, this this lifetime life, deal lifetime deal with Leaning, okay, and he's he's non-committal about coming back to play basketball. You still got that uh, mid-level exception, correct? Yeah, the, you got the five point something million five plus. Do you still have plus you, you, that you, two point seven? Yeah, you can sign to a minimum. Yes. Okay, so you've got let's say you've got eight million dollars in the books. Uh, on, Eight million dollars that you could spend, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where I see Carmelo maybe not wanting to go to Houston, 
who apparently Wojnarowski says is the favorite to land him. The problem is a lot of people are thinking he may not even start there. I think he still wants to start. He won't start for the Heat. He won't start for the Heat? No, nah, he won't start I for I think the heat. he will start for the Heat. Who do you take on the – who do you put on the bench? Josh Richardson? Josh Richardson. Really? You, you bring Josh Richardson off the bench. Sure. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe the Carmelo, the Carmelo starting thing is is kind of just like that that honorary start. You get that honorary start. Yeah, it's all semantics. So if the guy plays five minutes, he plays five exactly. minutes. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Look at Luke Babbitt started for the Heat for crying out loud. Yeah. He played the first seven minutes of the game and he never played again. So it, again, like you said, it's all semantics. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I think he just for his peace of mind, he does. Is he the best player on the Heat if he comes here and he no, plays here? He's not the best player. The Who's heat? the best player on the Heat? I mean, I'd say Goran Dragic. Dragic or Whiteside. I'd even take Deion Waiters before I take Do you really? Yes. A healthy Deion Waiters over Carmelo. Listen, he shot over what? Over 30, what was it? Over over 37% from three-point range last year? I mean, and Carmelo's Anthony. His best? He still averaged 16 points a game last year. He's on the decline. He is. He is on the decline. He's on the decline. And he's going to spend one year a year and then go. And that's fine. I still think that the Heat are going to take a shot with him just because he's another playmaker and they need another playmaker. Not only that, he doesn't, he's not a two guard. No. Which is great. So it's not, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna choke that that two guard position like like if Dwayne Wade would come back. Now you got six guys, right? Six two. Well, guards. they still have a bunch of two. They guards. still have a bunch of two guards. But let's be honest, Magruder's probably not gonna get a, a lot of playing time. Okay, so who's your starting two guard right now? It's Dion Wade. It's, well, it's Dion, and you got Tyler. Right. I guess Tyler Johnson goes back to the bench. Tyler goes back to the bench, and that's it. And who else? Who are your other two guards? Josh Richardson. He's uh, he's more of a three. He is, but he's. I mean, he's that. He's the size of a two guard, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, he's what six four, six four, and then six hopefully, five. and hopefully, and hopefully, bring back Dwayne Wade. Okay, I, I, I put it this way: I'm not hypothetically. If you don't bring back Dwayne Wade, I can see Carmelo. I, 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 I don't Miami. think it makes any sense to have Carmelo Anthony and not Dwayne Wade. It, it may. I, I don't. I don't see what the point is. You rather have Dwayne Wade over Carmelo? I rather. I, I'll yeah. take a both. Or just Dwayne Wade, but Carmelo by himself, not not no. not not into it. Gotcha. Okay, and okay fair enough. If Dwayne Dwayne Wade's slot is that five point five million, that's right. what I want. Dwayne, I don't want Carmelo Anthony taking any money away from but Dwayne Wade. Does Dwayne Wade want more than that five point five? You can't get it. Well, I don't think I don't think any other teams are gonna give him five point five million. Even he, I'm sure he does, but I think Dwayne Wade is going to be a little bit more realistic. Like, is he it, though? Is he? Is he? He just signed a lifetime deal with Lee Ning. Yeah, which. I know it really doesn't mean Jack. I get it in in in, in the grand scheme of. But of, I, I don't of think any team in the NBA is going to give him more than that. Is is it's not like a couple of years ago where he had a market and he had Denver offering two years and uh, fifty something million, fifty two well, million. I can see him getting a little bit more than five, and another market, another team. But does he want to do that? Does he want to? That's that's a question. Yeah, that's the actual question. Not is he going to. It's does he want to. Does he want to move? I mean, right now at this fine, point, go, go play go play in Sacramento for eight million. I honestly think that uh, I honestly think that Dwayne Wade's done. He might be. I think there's a strong possibility he doesn't play basketball again. I hope he comes back. Maybe he goes to won't. China, signs for like twenty five million dollars. Well, yeah, we were talking about this. You know, there's that he could play in the Chinese league and then come back, and then the, the Chinese league season will be over by March, and he can come back for the second half of the the, the, the latter part of the and season. And make like twenty five million bucks over there just to play, just to play. It's in possible. China. He'd be the he'd be the hottest star in China, right? Yeah. In basketball. Don't forget about Udonis. Don't forget about Udonis too. Oh, that's right. Udonis is coming for the minimum. Well, yeah, he'll sign for the league min, uh, for the veteran minimum, which is what like two point seven five million. If he comes back, if he come, if he even <laughs> comes not back, a bad, I wish I could sign for the vet, veteran minimum. Okay, he might want to play in China give too. Give me ten percent of that. Give me ten percent of two point seven five. 
You wouldn't take two uh, ten percent. Yeah, well, that's point two seven five. Yeah, that's just what is that? It's two two hundred seventy five thousand. Two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. You want to take that right now? Veteran, yeah. veteran minimum, Robbie, two seventy five. Here you go, buddy. That's yeah, that, yeah that's you know? that, yeah. it's incredible. That's 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 what they win at the World Series of Poker. Sometimes. Is that what they do? Two, no, they mean they win a million bucks. Oh yeah, they want to call like, the guy right. just won ten million, and another guy won. Have you million. ever played poker like legitimately like that at a table and a, and a at a at a tournament? At a tournament? Not for that much stakes, not for that much money, but I I did believe it or not, I did play in a a Zazlo and Hawkman hosted tournament many years ago. Oh, can we please have one again? I want to. I'm gonna. I, I talk to the guys all the time. I played in one tournament. My oh, actually, okay, actually. So there was these tournaments that they used to do every Wednesday night at Gatsby's. You remember Gatsby's in Kendall? Oh, on 137th yeah. over there in Kendall Whoa. Drive, right? For all my Kendall people, all right. Raise raise your glass for this one. We used to go to we used to go to Gatsby's every when it was either every Wednesday or every Monday. They had poker nights, all right. So you go, you you pay. Play poker for free. There was no, there was no, there was uh, no buy-in. No, no buy-in, right? I, I guess they couldn't do it by law. You can't do a buy-in, right? But do you win money? Like, here's, oh, I'm sorry. here's what you do: you play in these tournaments, these little weekly tournaments, right? And you place in these tournaments. And you place high. Let's just say you play high. So in one of the tournaments, I won the tournament. It was just a weekly one. So they have a grand finale where tournaments for uh, players, like the top five players from every tournament. Enter into the to, to the finale. Two hundred and fifty people playing poker at Gatsby's one night. I ended up in fourth place out of two hundred and fifty people playing poker. This was years ago. This was like ten years ago. Won myself a nice little duffel bag, which I still have. It's beautiful, beautiful. I'm gonna show it to you. I'll take a picture. It's really nice. Maybe I'll put it up on Instagram too. <laughs> poker win. I still have it. It's a beautiful bag, and I won two hundred dollars worth of Gatsby dollars. You can get really, really canned. All right? Two hundred dollars. You can get really canned off two hundred dollars in drinks over there at Gatsby's. So Or you I mean, can spread it out over like, you know, two hundred appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I'd love to do it again. We should do that. We should do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely have a how we could have we could each have bounties. Whose house are we doing it at? Oh. We could do it at the hard rock. <laughs> oh yeah? Get it say get it sanctioned. I mean, we yeah, we I mean, we do have. I mean, well, I did. I did. We, the we Z- do have a. Sh- I mean, seven ninety does have the a Zazzle show there. and Hawkman tournament. Wasn't at some dude's house. That was at the. That was at the Dania. That was at the Dania Casino. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was like a nice. huge people. A lot of people were there. A lot of people bought in, and it was a. There was a whole. It was a whole spiel. And Hawkman was doing back when Birdman was on the heat. He was doing his caca. He was doing his caca calls, and like that's what he do on the radio. Like you know, that's. I wonder how Tobin felt when Yelich hit that home run in the All Star game. Oh, I was uh-huh. thinking about it too. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. It's I wonder how the Marlins fan felt. It was a little sting. It uh, was right. It was a little sting. He's playing well, man. He's playing really well. You know, he is. But I think the Marlins. I'm not like I think. Well, you think it was a good trade? I'm not. We're, we're not sure about that yet. I don't know. But the guy Derek Dietrich is Lu- putting up similar yeah, but numbers. Yeah, Lewis Brinson hasn't hasn't batted. He's been over playing them. better. He, he, he hasn't hit over the Mendoza line all he, year. Right? He was rising up and then he got injured. No, he went no. from like 150 to like 186 yeah. and then he got injured. I mean, you got you got to start. So you got to start somewhere. I guess you. I guess you do when you're at yeah. the bottom already. I mean, you can't. You can't get. I mean, to how much? Yeah. How you, much lower can you get though? You, you can't get to 200 without crossing you the 180s first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, it's true. <laughs> unless it's like unless it's like two at bats into the season. I'll, I'll tell you what, he is athletic. He's got a good approach at the plate, but he's just uh, and and even even if Lewis Brinson turns out to young. be a even if he's a complete bust, right? There's still three other guys that came in that trade. Who's so, who? Are the other guys? Well, there's Monty Harrison char- character. 
who was another highly rated prospect. That's right. He's still in double A. Okay. Isan Diaz, who's a second baseman. He's won multiple player minor league players of the weeks already. Okay. And this other kid, Jordan Yamamoto, who's already got promoted. Oh, Yamamoto. What a name. Yeah. I love that name. I don't know if he's Japanese. Look at his jersey. It says Yamamoto on it. Yeah, actually, I, I can't tell. Better than Sakamoko. Sakamoko. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, back to Yelich. I think Diedrich is putting up similar numbers, and Yelich is only in the All-Star game because of lack of depth in that position. He's, not, he's a good player. He's having a good season, but he's, he's having about a typical Yelich season. He, he's had better seasons with the Marlins than he didn't make the All-Star team. Well, that's true. That's true. Right, we'll see what happens there. Robbie, you ready to do this next week also? Let's do it. All right, listen. Next week, we're actually going to have a giveaway. What? How about that? Whoa! Yeah, so, so everybody that listens to the podcast, we're going to... We'll, I mean, during the week, me and Robbie will kind of talk about it, maybe on Instagram a little bit, on Twitter. We'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do as far as the giveaway. It's going to be nice. It's going to be some swag, some uh, some gear, some gear that you can wear. All right, so it's going to be some nice, uh, some nice clothing. Uh, we're working, we're working out all the details, but I think it's it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting for you guys to be able to to win some gear. As long as you listen to the show, good. God knows we need some more listeners for crying out loud. Yeah, I know. We Especially you know, Tigress is not here, so Kill, it kills our viewing. It kills, yeah, it kills our viewing, right? Um, so yeah, so tune in. Uh, follow us on Instagram though and on Twitter, uh, the Weekly Sports. Just search for the Weekly Sports Drop on everything. You'll be able to find it, and obviously on SoundCloud as well. Uh, the podcast will be up um, every time there. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate it, my Thank man. You, Jess. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip. Ah.